Amen. Mark chapter 1. Our text really this morning consists of three verses. Verse 29. Forthwith, when they were come out of the synagogue, they entered into the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. But Simon's wife's mother lay sick of a fever, and anon they tell him of her. And he came and took her by the hand, and lifted her up, and immediately the fever left her, and she ministered unto them. <coughs> It's interesting. You're studying God's Word. You will not go very far in Scripture before you find the erroneous teachings of the Church of Rome exposed. And here in the verses before us, we see one of those errors exposed for you see Rome first of all claims that Peter was the first Pope that the church has built on him Peter's name means a stone Christ is a rock I'd rather build a house on a rock than on a stone. Peter is not the head of the church. Christ is. And here we have another error. Rome claims that Peter was the first pope. And they teach that popes and priests are never to marry. Yet here we are told that Peter was married. Here's the so-called first pope, and he's married. He has a mother-in-law. That appears according to the words of the Apostle Paul. That Peter's wife had accompanied him during the days that he served the Lord. 1 Corinthians chapter 9 1 Corinthians 9 and here we read in verse 5 Have ye not power to lead about a sister, a wife, as well as other apostles, and as the brethren of the Lord and Cephas. Cephas is Paul, or it was Peter. And the reference here <coughs> is to the apostles being married. And Paul singles out Peter and the brethren of the Lord and Cephas. May they not lay, lay, lead about a wife? Paul here tells us Peter led about a wife. So no doubt Peter was a married man. Contrary to what Rome would want you to believe. So how good it is to have the scriptures of truth, to study them and see these errors exposed by the truth, the truth of God's holy word. God's word is truth. Well, as we continue our study 
in the life of a man called Peter. Today we want to look at Christ as he entered into the home of Peter. First of all, we want to consider the Savior in Peter's home. The home was that of Peter and his brother Andrew. And Peter's mother-in-law lived with them. We know that from verse 29 forthwith when they were come out of the synagogue they entered into the house of Simon and Andrew. So the house belonged to Simon and Andrew and the Lord was also accompanied by James and John. And it is evident also that Peter's mother-in-law lived in the house as well. Peter and Andrew's house and when the Lord came into the house there was Peter's mother-in-law. So you get the picture of those who dwelt in this house. <coughs> Regarding the Saviour in, in Peter's home I wanted to notice how Peter worshipped the Saviour. When the Sabbath day dawned, as I've already pointed out, the Lord Jesus wasted no time in entering the place of worship in Capernaum. I read that in verse 21, and he went on to Capernaum straightway on the Sabbath day. He entered into the synagogue and taught. And all who were in attendance sat under him and listened to the teaching ministry of Christ. Verse 30, 22. And they were astonished at, at his doctrine, for he taught them as one that had a thought of it, and not as the scribes. Among those in attendance were four of the Lord's disciples. Peter and Andrew and there James and John. They had gone there to that place of worship and to sit under the teaching and the preaching ministry of their master, the one who had called them to be fishers of men and no doubt they along with the others who were present in that place of worship were astonished at his doctrine verse 22 they were astonished at his doctrine for he taught them as one that had authority verse 22 and what a blessing it must have been to sit under the ministry of one of whom it was said elsewhere, never man spake like this man. Can you imagine what that would have been like? Over the years, we may hear the preaching of great men I think of our late moderator, Dr. Paisley. What a mighty preacher he was. Remember going to Windsor Avenue Baptist Church in Lurgan and sitting under the preaching of W.P. Moore. And what preaching there was there. In the early 20s and 30s and 40s, the people of Belfast flocked to the Ulster Hall to listen to the preaching of W.P. Nicholson. Remember my grander going there telling me all about Mr. Nicholson's preaching. He said before, the men in the shipyard 
The shipyard that built the Titanic, by the way. The men in the shipyard at closing time, they would walk from the shipyard to the Ulster Hall just in their overalls and packed out the Ulster Hall just to hear Nicholson preach. Dorian had the privilege of listening to Willie Mullen preach in Windsor Avenue Baptist Church in Ireland. Oh, I love to listen to him preach. And so we have seen great and heard great preachers over the years. But here of this preacher, it was said, never man spake like this man. Well, that was the preaching that Peter and the others heard that day. Now we, of course, are not able to worship in a place where Christ is preaching. No. But what we desire and what we look out for is a place where Christ is preached. That's what we want. We can't sit under the preaching of the Lord himself. But we can go to a place where Christ is preached. All pity that people. They go to their places of worship and where the name of the Lord Jesus Christ is hardly even mentioned. Our late sister Mrs. Dopo told me that one day at that door. They used to attend the family, a church in Sunderland. And she told me she said, you know, the pastor would, would open the Bible and he'd read from the Gospels. And she says, that's the only time, the only time he would have mentioned the name of the Lord Jesus because it was in the scripture. But he never preached on Christ. He never preached Christ. No. They who love the Lord Jesus they want to hear about him. They want the man in the pulpit to preach Christ because they've gone to their place of worship on the Sabbath day to worship Christ, to hear about Christ, to be taught about Christ, to hear about his teachings, to hear about his temptations in the wilderness, to be told about his tears over Jerusalem. To be told about his torments in Calvary. And to learn about his triumphs. As triumphs <coughs> over death, hell and the grave. That's what we want. We want Christ priest. I know back in Ulster they were talking to people from different denominations and they were grieved because of their minister hadn't have been away on a holiday and returned home they said that's all they got what kind of a holiday have pretty pathetic isn't it no We want to hear Christ preach. And John and Peter and James and John certainly experienced that that day. They actually heard the man himself Christ preaching. And the, the verdict was never man spake like this man. They said what he taught them as one having authority, not as the scribes. So we have Peter worshipping the Saviour. He's there in the synagogue with the others. 
Then I noticed Peter walked with the Savior. Look at verse 29. And forthwith, when they were come out of the synagogue, they entered into the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Notice. And forthwith, when they were come out of the synagogue, they. So that included Peter. Peter and Andrew and James and John. They were in the synagogue. They had sat under the preaching of the Lord Jesus. And when the Lord Jesus finished preaching, they. That is Peter, James, John, and Andrew, and Christ. Christ was in their company. And so there you have the picture. You have the Lord and his finished preaching in the synagogue, and the four disciples leave the synagogue with Christ, and the five of them walk together to Peter's house. Peter didn't leave the Lord behind in the synagogue no he brought the Lord home with him and here is an example for us to follow Peter sets us an, an example upon leaving the place of worship he brought the Saviour home with him that is upon having Christ preached to us let's take today's service we're dealing with the Lord Jesus and by God's grace we seek to do that every Lord's day and you hear about Christ and what the Lord has given to me to preach about Christ now tell me would you leave Christ behind in the church and go home as though you had never heard about him at all Peter brought the Lord home at him and that's what we wanted to we want to bring the Lord home with us all that we've heard about him we want to bring it home with us we don't leave it behind in the church yeah we've heard a sermon but we don't forget about the sermon when we walk out through the door from what we have heard and been taught about the Lord Jesus we bring it home with us it's as if church isn't over when you walk out through the door you can have church at home where you go over what you have heard and pray that the Lord the Holy Spirit would apply what you have heard apply it to your heart Yeah, they brought the Lord home with them. No believer having met our Savior through the preaching of his word. Let us not leave him behind. No. Let's bring Christ home. Bring him home. fellowship with him through what we have heard about him what we've been taught about him think it over meditate upon him but don't leave Christ behind Peter worshipped the Saviour along with the others in the synagogue Peter walked with the Saviour walked with him to his house Peter welcomed the Savior. 
For we are told, verse 29, forthwith, when they were come out of the synagogue, they entered into the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. They entered in, they entered in <coughs> together. Now this was Peter's house along with Andrew. Now you'll find something in the Gospels. The Lord never entered into a house where he wasn't invited. No. Turn to Luke chapter 24. Here's a perfect example. Yeah, we read about the Emmaus disciples. They had been leaving Jerusalem. They were cast down. A stranger drew near and walked with them and wanted to know why they were so sad. They said, Have ye not heard? And they talked about the Lord, how they promised to rise the third day. And after they had unburdened their hearts to the Lord, it was the Lord's turn. And the Lord spoke to them and spoke to them. Verse 25 of Luke 24. See the importance of one word. Here leads the mass disciples had unburdened their hearts of the Lord and you notice the Lord never interrupted them once see the Lord's a good listener he didn't interrupt those disciples then we read in verse 25 then he said then he didn't interrupt them he let them unburden their hearts to him then he said it was time for the Lord to speak then he said unto them O fools and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken and expounded the word to them that what happened to Christ had been prophesied verse 28 and they drew nigh unto the village whither they went and he made as though he would have gone further. You get the picture. These disciples come as it were to the front door of their home. And the Lord makes as though he's going to walk on. And they drew near unto the village whether they went and he made as though he would have gone further but they constrained him saying abide with us for it is toward evening the day is far spent and he went in to tarry with them but he didn't go in until he was asked they constrained him he made as though he would have gone further. The perfect gentleman, isn't it? Everywhere you look, in the Lord Jesus, you see, he's a perfect gentleman. He waited until he was invited into Simon's house. Tell me, is he welcome in your house? Have you invited him already? Into your house, invited him to your home? I can make it a little more personal. 
Have you invited him into your heart? Have you said, Lord, come in today? Lord, come in today. Because if you have Christ in your heart, you'll have Christ in your home. But is he in your heart? Is he in your home? Why not today? If the Lord does not have a place in your heart, or the Lord does not have a place in your home, why not do what Peter did and bring the Lord home with you today? But not be good. Good to have the Lord, yes, in your heart, and good to have him in your home. Invite him in. Invite him in today. You'll never regret it. No, sir. We've noted then the Savior in Peter's home. Or sorry, yeah, the Savior in Peter's home. I want you now to notice <coughs> the sickness in Peter's home. <coughs> the Savior, you look at his earthly ministry. He was never very far away from those who were sick. No. He would either go to where the sick were found or the sick would be brought to him. And here as he entered Peter's house he finds sickness there. Verse 29 and forthwith when they were come out of the synagogue they entered into the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John but Simon's wife's mother lay sick of a fever and anon they tell him of her there's a few things I want to quickly notice about this the Lord entering into Simon's house and there a sick woman in that same house notice the place the place forthwith when they were come out of the synagogue they entered into the house of Simon there's a place You might say, well, what's what's out of the ordinary about that? But over in Luke chapter 4, Luke chapter 4, verse 38. And he arose out of the synagogue and entered into Simon's house. Take note of those words. He arose out of the synagogue and entered into Simon's house. The synagogue. There was a multitude of people in the synagogue who listened to the Lord's teaching and preaching. There was a multitude in the synagogue. There were five or six in Simon's house. The Lord didn't think it beneath him. To leave the multitude of people 
and go into a house there are no more than a half a dozen people bless the Lord that's who he is for two or three are gathered together in my name there am I yes he ministered to the multitude but when the opportunity arose he was with the two and the three <coughs> Look then has another detail following the Lord's ministry in the synagogue Luke 4 verse 37 Luke 4 verse 37 and the fame of him went out into every place of the country round about and he arose out of the synagogue entered into Simon's house oh that way we're more like Christ what does it say the fame of him went out throughout every place in the country the Lord didn't go and court the fame he didn't go and look for fame he turned his back on the fame that he might enter into the house of a common fisherman just ordinary people that's one of the wonderful things about our Saviour that's who the Lord is the Lord Jesus as it were feels at home with the common people not what we read Mark 12 verse 37 and the common people heard him gladly just the ordinary Joe as it were as we would say in the street and here we see that the saviour felt at home and was at home with ordinary common people common fishermen and what an encouragement for those who feel they're too far down in this world they're too weak and too lowly the Lord wouldn't want anything to do with them but that's a lie of the devil and here we see the Lord entering into home a common fisherman fishermen didn't have a very reputation in their day oh they're only fishermen but the Lord was happy to dwell with them he's happy to dwell with any sinner that comes and seeks him you notice the place just the house of a common fisherman you notice the problem verse 30 the Lord entered Simon's Peter's wife and we read but Simon's wife mother lay sick of a fever and on they tell him all there's much in that verse there you look at the words for Peter entering that house what he saw was a surprise he was surprised to find his mother-in-law sick of the fever how do I know Look at how the verse begins. But Simon's wife's mother 
lay sick of the fever. Things were not as he expected. They in all probability had invited the Lord home to, to Peter's home for some food and fellowship. But, but, Peter's wife's mother lay sick of the fever. And sometimes our problems take us by surprise. Something else. And with the verse the verse here would indicate that the sickness was sudden. <coughs> there is no indication that Peter was aware of the sickness of his mother in law there in her home. It had come suddenly. But Peter, Peter didn't bring the Lord into the house because his mother-in-law was sick. There's no indication of that. Indeed, when they entered into the house, we read, but it was like a surprise. It was sudden. His wife's mother was all right when he left the house. But now when he returns, sick of a fever so it was a surprise it was sudden it was severe the sickness was severe Mark tells us Simon's wife's mother lay sick of a fever Luke 4 verse 38 tells us that she was taken with a great fever of course we know Luke's the doctor they give us a little bit more detail. She lay of a great fever, and considering all of this about the suddenness and the surprise and the severity, think of it. What better person could Peter have invited into his house at that time? than the Lord Jesus Christ. Boy, I tell you, good to have Christ in your house when trouble comes your way. It's good to have Christ in your house when sickness comes your way. And Peter had Christ in the house when it was discovered his mother-in-law was taken with a great favor. We said that it was a surprise. You and I know. Sometimes our troubles can surprise us. We don't expect it. Sometimes our troubles can come upon us suddenly. And we can look upon our troubles as being severe. What do we do? What do those people do? They don't have Christ in the home. How tough and how sad that is. But when you have Christ in the home, that's all the difference. It makes all the difference. They're not alone. So we've noticed the place, the problem. Next we see the prayer. The prayer, verse 30. The Peter's wife's mother lay sick of the fever. And anon they tell him of her. The word anon means straightway or immediately. Now you can see that Peter and the others wasted no time in praying for his mother in law. Look at the words of verse 30 again. But Simon's wife's mother, they sick of a sea fever, 
and immediately they tell him of her. Didn't waste any time. They didn't waste any time. They spoke to him immediately, praying for her. Wonderful, isn't it? Yes, they had prayed to the Lord that he would heal Peter's mother-in-law. But there's another thought there. They came into the home. Peter's wife's mother lay sick of a fever. And they were burdened about it and they told the Lord about it. But sure is not what we're able to do. We're able to cast all our burdens upon him. When you have Christ in the home, why he's one of the family. We can go to him immediately and cast all of our burdens upon him. Those trials that come upon us suddenly and are severe and they really shake us. I wonder when Peter wrote his first epistle I wonder was he thinking about this incident in the house where his mother-in-law was healed by the Lord. For we read in 1 Peter 5 verse 7 Casting all your care upon him for he careth for you. Well isn't that what Peter and the others did? They cast all their care upon him. Notice something else. And anon they tell him of her. It didn't leave it to Peter to pray alone. They joined Peter praying for his wife's mother. What a comfort that is. What a comfort that is to know that when you're laid aside and you're unwell or you have other problems and God's people let you know we are praying for you. And the church prayer meeting comes midweek and your name is mentioned. Your name is on the lips of every prayer warrior at that prayer meeting. They prayed together for his mother-in-law and thank God for God's people that pray together for those who are sick. Speaking first hand, that's a tremendous comfort. You're not alone. We must go quickly. There's a Savior in Peter's home, the sickness in Peter's home, then you have the service in Peter's home. The service, we just go through this quickly. Regarding the service in Peter's home, we notice first of all the master. He was able to heal Peter's father in law. He was master of that fever, whatever it was. But then that's who Christ is, he's the master. He's a master over all demons, all diseases all difficulties, all disturbances. He is master above all. And this incident is not only 
recorded by Mark, by Matthew and Luke. Boy, I tell you, if you're reading something in Mark, and it's in Matthew, Mark, or John, read their account as well. For when you do that, you get a more complete picture. Now listen to this. We read in Matthew, when the Lord entered the house, we read, he saw the woman. First thing he did, he saw the woman. Matthew 8 verse 14. Luke 4 verse 39. He stood over the woman. Mark 1 verse 31. He took her by the hand. Luke 4 39. <coughs> he rebuked the fever. Mark 1 31, he lifted her up. Were you counting? He did five things. When he entered the house, he saw the woman, he stood over the woman, he took the woman. He rebuked the favour. He lifted her up. Five, the number of grace. Oh, the grace of God. No wonder Newton described it as amazing grace. What was it delivered this woman? It was the grace of God. Grace. A charming sound. Peter's wife's father-in-law amazing grace charming sign that saved the like a rest like me she could say that lifted a rest like me that's who he is how good it is when we are dying that we have the grace of God to lift us up. In fact, that's what the Lord did. He took her by the hand, verse 31, and lifted her up. Because you're down and you're depressed, you're fed up, and you're burdened. Praise the Lord. He'll lift you up. He lifted up this one. He lifted her up. And her burden was gone. The master is the master of all. The miracle. We read that immediately the fever left her. No, he didn't tell her. Dear lady, you... Wait two or three days and you'll feel a bit better. <laughs> Didn't say that. Immediately. Immediately. The fever left her. Thy Lord doeth all things well. The fever left her. You can read or not take time to read it now, but verses 23, 25, and 26, where he dealt with the man with the unclean spirit who healed him, and he was healed immediately. <laughs> and so you have the master, the miracle, and the ministry. 
that shows you what's a true miracle. Here was the evidence this woman had been healed. She lay sick, as Luke said, with a great fever. The Lord healed her, lifted her up, and she ministered unto them. Have you ever had a fever? Have you ever had a fever that has laid you low? You've gone to the doctor and you've got some medication. And for weeks, maybe months after, you've no strength. But this one, the Lord lifted her up and she ministered on to them immediately. She was made whole. Why doesn't the Lord always do a good job? She was strong enough to minister unto them. She no sooner been healed than she starts to serve the Lord. Christ in the home. Good to have him there. Let's bow our heads in prayer. my dear Lord we thank thee thank thee for such a saviour there is not a friend like the lowly Jesus there is no saviour apart from Christ we thank thee Lord Jesus for all that thou hast done. For all thou hast done for us all here. When the banana side unwell. Thy Lord hath been pleased to lift us up. Praise the Lord. Thy has lifted us up. Lord, write thy word upon our hearts today. May we take Christ home with us from this meeting. May we not forget him. May we not leave him behind. But take us home, his word home. And may our our prayer be the Lord. Abide with me in my home. Be one of my number. Lord be with us throughout this Sabbath day. Again, give everyone traveling mercy. Return us to thy house this evening. That we might learn more about our Saviour. Then in the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Abide and remain with us now until the day breaks and the shadows do all flee away. Amen.